0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, on Christmas, we adults are made to be like children once again. And we're made to be like children not only in nostalgia and warm feelings and receiving and giving gifts and feasting and singing familiar carols, watching familiar movies, but we're made like children once again in the faith. The celebration of Christmas requires us to return to school every year to learn the same lesson every year. What we learn at Christmas is all that we might assume to be true as rational, thinking, clever adults is not as it seems. And instead, the truth is much more wonderful and much more mysterious than we could ever come to through our own reasoning. And what we learn at Christmas is that God's glory is not what we want to believe it is. What does God's glory look like? How do we identify it? Part of our nature only wants to find the glory of God in power, prosperity, and prestige. The Gospel of John, which we just read, tells us that when Christ came to his own people, his own people did not accept him. They had a different idea of what God's glory was going to look like. They wanted their idea of a savior. They wanted a soldier, a king, a warrior, a great high priest. They wanted a savior to come grant their political ambitions and to confirm them in whatever power they had. They wanted a Messiah who would come and tell them how wonderful they were and how terrible everyone else was. But Christmas teaches us that we will not find God's glory in those kinds of false hopes and fantasies. Instead, on Christmas, we identify God's glory in something else. We identify God's glory in a helpless baby placed in a dirty manger. We find that God's glory is seen in one who gives himself to be cared for by a poor peasant girl from rural Nazareth. We learn that God's glory is known first to common, blue-collar, run-of-the-mill shepherds. Not to priests, not to scholars, not to kings, but men working in the pastures. And we find out that a carpenter named Joseph with calloused hands, who does not even have the connections or the money to secure a room for his pregnant wife, is called to be the guardian of God's glory Would we identify any of those things as glory? Would we find God in any of that? Most certainly not, because if you and I were in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, we would have not recognized God's glory being nursed and tended to by young Mary. We would have perhaps felt pity for the young family in a hard situation, or worse, we would have likely ignored them altogether. But this is what Christmas teaches us. Left to our own, we know nothing about God's glory. We look for it in all the wrong places. We look for God's glory in the things that the world values, in health and wealth and prosperity. We look for glory and power and acclaim. But that's not where God shows us his glory. And so at Christmas, we begin to see the most important truth, The truth that will unfold throughout the Gospels. The truth is that God has come into this world to save sinners. God has sent his son to meet us, to identify with us, and to redeem us. And the Gospel message on Christmas is simply that. That God has come to us, not because he despises us who we are, but because he wants to claim us as his own. And so in the body of his son, God bears all your flesh and blood. In the body of the baby in Bethlehem, all of your sins, all of your worries, all of your temptations are being forgiven and healed. And for this reason, Christ comes as a lowly child in the manger because he identifies with you. Christ has come for sinners like you and me. We are not the powerful of this world We're not the holy ones. We're not royalty. We are not the people who have our lives perfectly squared together. Instead, we are like the shepherds. We're like Mary and Joseph because we are the people who desperately need God. We need a Savior who not only understands our temptations and sins, but a Savior who can bear them for us. And so Christ is born for sinners like you. He shows up where sinners know they have no hope of knowing God's glory on their own, knowing that they will never reach God through their own efforts. God comes to them in the incarnation of his word. And this is what Christmas teaches us over and over. We look in the manger and we find God's glory. We look in the manger, we see his glory. What we see is the one for whom and by whom all things were created. And we see a helpless baby, a baby who has come to suffer for us. And when we look in the manger, we see God. We see God who has come for us. The infant child in the manger in Bethlehem stretches out both arms to us. And with one hand, he embraces sinners. And in the other hand, we can already begin to see the blood from the nails which he will endure on the cross for us. And the manger and the cross and the gospels are always connected. We look at a dirty feed box for animals and we look to a cruel instrument of torture and execution. And at first we're going to see what the world sees. And that is things that should be despised. There's no glory in a manger. There's no glory in a cross. There's no power. There's no prestige. But the celebration of Christmas reminds us to look again with the eyes of faith. Because in the manger and on the cross, we have seen God's glory. The glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. And this beautiful, joyous night is a true celebration of that grace and truth. The word, the light, the life became human in order to take on our sin to take on our death and to take on all the darkness that surrounds us and to defeat it that's what he did for us he took on our sins our death he submitted to the consequences of them he bore them on himself and they did not defeat him he overcame them because he is the truth the light and the life and the gospel tells us that christ became one of us to make us like him. John says, to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become the children of God, who were born not of blood or the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. Because Christ has become a man, you are made a child of God. You share in his light and in his life. You yourself bear the word inside of you. And so Christmas is nothing short of this truth, that Christ has been born for you. He became a human to suffer and die for you. And on this night, Christ was born to bring you eternal life. He was born in the darkness of this night so that you will forever walk in light. He was born so that you may know the true glory of God. Amen. Amen.